A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello and welcome to the Redmen TV. It is the Uncensored Match Build-Up. I'm joined by Steve Hoare, by James Redmond and by Ben Kelly for this one ahead of Liverpool facing off against Spurs at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Tottenham mm. Hotspur Stadium? Yeah, the new stadium. Looking forward to going down there. Obviously, it's Mourinho Spurs nowadays. Um, they've not had the best start to life under Jose Mourinho, Steve. Uh, what have you made of Tottenham so far? I think... When he first came in, you saw that bounce. There's a couple of players, you know, Deli Ali for one, who just really seems to shine, and things started going well. But it's it, a lot of blame got placed at Pochettino's, you know, at his doors. He ultimately got sacked, didn't he, for what happened and stuff. And I think it's gone to show that it probably wasn't the manager. You know, it's probably more to do with the players he's got there, and maybe you know a few other things as well. But they're suffering from injuries as well, which hasn't is, and their squad depth isn't great. Mm. So. I think he's he's gone in there, had the immediate Mourinho effect, which I, I think most people presumed he would have. He got the best out of a couple of players, but as soon as it's gone a bit wrong, he's kind of there's not much he can change, you know, it, it, because he's he's come in when the window was closed and stuff. There's not much he, he's working with what he's got and with what Pochettino had. And to be honest, if two really good managers, you would say. Haven't been able to do anything with these players. Then maybe it's you know it, it's the it's, players it's rather the players. than the manager. Yeah, that's an interesting point actually. The fact that they're both really good managers, and you know after Steve t- talked about the new manager bounce there, James, and it, you know he wins his first three. Since then, he's won three, drawn two, lost four. Um, so that is isn't the best form for Tottenham. Yeah. Obviously, losing four of nine is never good, especially when you want to fight for top four place. They're now six points behind Chelsea. Yeah. Um, now Harry Kane's going to be out for this game and I think it's quite interesting really that you know a lot of Liverpool fans and I've heard loads of people say that they're a better side going back to last season as well is that something that you believe? Harry Kane? That you, they're a better side without Harry Kane? Oh they're a better side without um, to be honest at one point I was really strong on that opinion because when Son played he just saw a different dynamic to the whole team you know Harry Kane he's a lethal finisher he can get you loads of goals but in terms of the team, how the team actually played when Son was in there, it was just a, another level. Him more, I just when they had pace and, and just flair all over the pitch. Um, I think with Harry Kane now, I, I couldn't really say it's just a different team. It, it, they're too inconsistent, they're too up and down. It's like it depends what how they're feeling when they wake up, sort of thing. If they wake up feeling energized, ready, like it's going to be the best day, then it's going to be a really tough game. Whereas if they wake up like they've you saw how they played in some games this season, then it could just be a Liverpool whitewash. To I be must honest. admit, I think I'm pretty similar to you. I think a year ago I was like, yeah, I actually, I actually prefer Tottenham without Harry Kane. But now, with Jose Mourinho in charge, I think Kane's more integral to their formation and how they play. Because you know, Mourinho likes to have a strong defence, strong midfield, and, and a guy to hold the ball up, doesn't he? So for me, I'm looking at Harry Kane, Ben, and going, well, he fits that because the fast lads can play off him. If Son's in there, are you really, if they're playing the same way, are you mm-hmm. utilising Son in the same way? Because that, then does it dull what he's about? No, absolutely, yeah. I think um, I think it is a, it's going to be interesting to see how it's different. All, all 
I the classic Mourinho game that I remember was the Man United game where we went away to Old Trafford and lost and Marcus Rashford scored two goals and it basically came from David De Gea lumping the ball up to Lukaku who was getting a flick on or bringing it down and laying it off to Marcus Rashford who, who then, you know, Alexander Arnold struggled that day, didn't he? And, and, and from then, you know, being able to watch Mourinho during his time at Man United and starting to, to see how he's setting up at Tottenham as well, um, you know, you can see how important that, that number nine, that classic number nine is to his system and I think Vic, I think you're right in, in, in this this year compared to previous years where Harry Kane has picked up an injury and you get the same articles being refreshed every year about oh is it, are Tottenham better off without Harry Kane you know uh, will England be better off if Harry Kane isn't doing X Y and Z and all that I think this year it might be different because of, as you said I think I think having a, a strong hold up centre forward is 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 integral to the way Mourinho plays and on to Liverpool then that's enough about them um, <laughs> we we haven't been brilliant against Mourinho sides in fact he's he's, he's been a little bit of a thorn in the side I got the complete record actually so Liverpool versus Mourinho we've played. 28, only won seven of those games, drawn nine and lost 12 to Mourinho. Is that sides. just in the league? Just ju- just Liverpool versus any Mourinho side. Oh, in any competition? Yeah. Um, so that, that's not a great record, is it? You know, losing 12. But recently, we've we, we won the last one against United. We lost the previous one, which is the one you're talking about, and drew the three previous to that day. So, and Klopp, Klopp versus Mourinho actually played 10, won four, drawn four, lost two, a much better record. Do you think we should read anything into this, Steve, or are we looking at this side like it's, like like it is the best side in the world, and we shouldn't worry? Uh, I think it's, you can actually roles have kind of reversed. A lot of those Chelsea teams that were, a lot of those losses came from were just well better than us. You know, we, we at times we did well to compete with them in terms of you know obviously the finance and the squad and all that stuff. So Mourinho did at times just he had better teams than us, and, and he more often not made the count, didn't he? Especially like say at Chelsea. Now it, I, I'm not. I'll be honest, like there's. Is there's, no, there's nothing about him or his style of football that absolutely like petrifies me. You know, I think whatever he whatever he wants to do, I think we've we've got the players and the, and the squad and the, and the managers to be able to cope with it. They will have a plan. He's you know he's had he's had a week to prepare for Liverpool. He knows he's not soft. He'll 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 have some game plan of, of what they're going to try and do. Whether it's Son trying to get Son isolated against Alexander Arnold or something, he'll, he'll have something there. But. Listen, you could put anyone in front of Liverpool at the moment, and it wouldn't worry me. Whoever the best team, the second best team in the world is, get them on, and we and I, I'd fancy us to to find a way because Liverpool have got seven or eight different ways they can beat. You know, okay. so if, if you want to play, if you want to play a high line, we'll we'll just dunk it over the top of you. You want to sit back, and we'll play through you. You know, we can score off set pieces. We'll fight with you. We'll out gnarly you. We'll time waste whatever we need to do to win. The, these lads have shown over the last. You know, year, calendar year, or whatever, even longer. That they're more, more than willing and more than good enough to do it. So, Tottenham are a very good team, and on paper, it's one of the hardest games you'll face of a season. But going into it, you know, but we're just miles ahead of them. So they're going to have to play some really, really good footy to even, you know, to lay a glove on us. Really. Yeah, I mean, just just to highlight how far ahead of Tottenham we are prior to this game, they've got thirty points. We've got fifty-eight. They've played a game more. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, that's crazy that we've nearly doubled their points total already, um, and we played the game less. In fact, we we could go if we win against them, 
will be a point more than double. I mean, it's just it's outstanding what Liverpool have done so far this season. And James, you know, we, we've got a well-rested first team after resting a lot of the first team for the derby. Um, is it just a simple case now of just getting the first team back in? No messing around, get this game done. Yeah, I'd say so because um, it was something that you mentioned the other week about we've got we are, we've had like a six-day rest, and I think now. It's, it's an important time to get that first team just back together, reassemble it, because December we had to kind of break that apart, sort of. Um, thankfully, we came through very, very unscathed, and now we're in a great position to kick on. We've got a couple of tough fixtures coming up, but our first team can do any team on its day. Even even on its half day, it can still beat teams, you know what I mean, because we're just that good now. Um, but I think when you bring up the Jose Mourinho point of view, I think it's a day and night manager, you know, you, like you said about the Chelsea team and stuff like that, he had better teams, but he was also a better manager, his tactics for then, that era of football was better for then, now it's just advanced too much, Jürgen Klopp and Pep Guardiola have took over the game and it's just too hard to compete with that now. Interesting, um, one of the things that I, I find sort of re really interesting about the, the first team debate and why I think it probably is going to be the first team is we've got a no midweek game next week again mm. and I think that's probably quite important to just get them back into that rhythm now you haven't got a midweek game where you've got to pay maybe three or four of the lads to spin them in and get them a little bit of fitness so it feels like it's first team first team again is there anybody you'd consider bringing in well I, I would there was a question I was going to raise actually because obviously I, I doubt Fabinho if he has been in training is going to going to start it so he's just basically what, started running what's the first choice midfield at the moment it's, it's Henderson Wijnaldum and is it Milner is it Lallana well, Milner's probably going to be out anyway right. Kate is probably going to be out so you're looking at Lallana then possibly Oxley, Chamberlain Chamberlain but is it just he's he's on starting the bench. such a big game you know it, it's a difficult what, so did you say Shaqiri then Shaqiri's just got back into training as well. Training. So, so it's difficult, you know, in terms of, it's not, I was just having a look through then, it's not quite as simple as throwing the first team back in, because I, I, I don't know what the, I don't know at the moment what the first choice midfield is, and obviously Wilson will know at the weekend because he should, he, he should play the strongest team available to him, There's, the, the squad's had a long enough rest. So right now with the current situation with the squad, we should know after Saturday what he thinks his first choice midfield is. Whether that changes for Man United because some of the lads have had an extra week to you know to, to recover and have a bit more training, I don't know. Um, but I, I'd like to see probably probably the midfield that we can see over there, but the, the, but the viewers can't. I, I think Lalana would be a good shout for this one uh, because of his work rate and because you know because of the pressing he can do in midfield. Um, obviously Henderson and Wijnaldum. I mean Henderson in particular for me has been fantastic in the DM. Um, but all three of those guys can rotate. Rotate. That's quite a fluid midfield, especially with the experience Lalana's now gaining in the in the six role as well. So I think that at the moment is possibly the the, the midfield he could go for. Steve, where, where do you stand on that? Like, like the midfield. Three? Because I suppose that is the the main talking point around yeah, the, around the side. It's the only one really, isn't it? At the moment, like I said the injuries. <clears throat> excuse me, Fabinho, Kaita being out, Milner now. Being, I think Milner would have played, by the way, uh, but he's not, he looks like he's going to be out. So Henderson and Wijnaldum picked themselves, and then it's one more. And to be honest, it's it's Lallana, Chamberlain, and and, and okay. did, did Curtis Jones do enough to, to justify? And to be fair, he did. So I wouldn't be overly worried. Who about played any. better, Lallana or Curtis? Oh, good question. I think Lalana probably. Um, I, I do too. Yeah, for what it's worth. But, um, but I would, to be honest, either, any of those three, I'd be like, all right, Sands. It'd be a, maybe a couple of eyebrows raised if Curtis Jones, you know, got in there. But I wouldn't be overly shocked or overly panicked. You know, because I, mean? I, I think he's proven that he's he's, he's earned a go and he's, he's more than good enough to do it. So I think he'll pick Chamberlain. 
mm-hmm. is what I think he will do. I think getting him on the other day for, for a little run around and then, and then getting him getting him up against Tottenham, I think that's what he will, will do. But he, any of them, to be honest, it's, it's, it's great that two of those names we've just mentioned there were, were not even in, in our thoughts, really, mm-hmm. going into the season. You would never have even considered Curtis Jones as an option. And Lallana was not even really any... No one was thinking about having Lallana doing anything this season. And you know he's already played like more games than he did last year. He's contributed goals. He's had he's had really good games. So we're quite fortunate that he's now fit or has been able to stay fit because we are really short of numbers in that area. We're down for really 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 talented players. So I suppose it shows, doesn't it, Chris? That the squad depth is there. Like we're down to probably numbers seven, eight, and nine, and so in in that area probably and. It isn't the end of the world. I mean, there's <laughs> one guy that we haven't mentioned who we signed. You know, I mean, he's not even come into our thoughts yet, but... Is he a midfield? I don't even know what he is. I, think, <laughs> I think he could play the 10. Yeah. And I think Wijnaldum and Hendo could play the 6s together. Yeah, as a 4 one do something a bit different. Fucking right. Mm. Or... To bring Neko Williams in at right back and move sense into the midfield. <laughs> Could you imagine oh, Mourinho if that happened? Yeah. He would fucking shit himself. And I'm not advocating this. I think Tense right back and he's the <laughs> best right back in the world. But Mourinho, if Klopp did that just to fuck with Mourinho, just I tell you what I'd do, right? I'd put Henderson right back to start the game and I'd throw Tent in the middle. Sure and, I'd, and I'd watch Mourinho from the sidelines just pull all of that hair out <laughs> and then just switch them back and be like, ah, <laughs> you tit, I'm not going to do that to you. <laughs> would it bother? I don't even know he'd notice. I'm trying to think. Would... <laughs> sometimes sometimes in a game, sometimes in a game like this, you know, something doing something doing something a bit different or a bit mad can 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 win you the game. You know, City last night, they play just started without a number nine and they they were consistently changing Sterling and De Bruyne in that false nine role and Man United just didn't know what to do with themselves. And Man United are rubbish. So they were three 0 down after forty minutes because they're not as good as Man City. But the creativity and sort of the, the the, the the daring of Guardiola to to do something a bit different to try just just to throw them off and you know it might be that we go in and, and he goes fuck it yeah we'll throw in Minamino and we'll we'll, we'll play a ten or I'll play Origi and we'll play we'll play the front four instead and we'll, we'll play the two he might he might choose to do I wouldn't be shocked because it's Mourinho I wouldn't be shocked if he put Salah up front no as a nine like genuinely and, and if he if he, if he decides to go that way and do, he's done it before hasn't he when he's played for me you know, like a ten. And he's picked a Riga man. I, I wouldn't be shocked if he did that either, just because I think that they are weak at the back. Mm. And I think if you can get Mane up against them, I think sorry, Salah up against them in the middle, I think he's. But wouldn't you rather strong. like the Tongans been playing left back for them? Yeah. Wouldn't you rather have Salah over there no, causing yeah. him fucking fits because yeah. he's not the fastest anymore. You no. might oh. know in his head what he wants to do, but Salah up against the Tongan feels like a big mismatch. I think to no me. matter what. What battles you pick in terms of our attacks against their defenders, we we come out on top. Mm. You know, I mean, no matter what, who we play or really what we do, I think it's a big advantage. Actually, it's, it's the main, it's the main, the main advantage we've got. Their midfield, I don't think, is any great shakes either at the moment. They're struggling in midfield. Obviously, they brought him Dombley and he hasn't been able to stay fit. And that has Soko was injured as well. He's out for four months now. Yeah, and so the, you're looking at Harry Winks. Can you get around it? Well, you certainly can. He's a neat and tidy player, but you can certainly outwork him. Again, maybe that brings the Lalana thing into it. So, in terms of the the middle, the middle of the field, and, and definitely our attackers, we've got a huge, a huge advantage. So, Klopp could do any of ten different things, and I don't think anyone here would be like, "Whoa, that's absolutely outrageous." I think we're all just kind of calm and chill with the fact that we've got a really, really good squad and a manager who knows what he's doing with them. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so we've got a little clip from uh, Steele's Reds Transfer Round. Was it the Reds Transfer Roundup today, or did you call it news? No, it's Transfer yeah. It's the Reds Transfer Roundup, and here's a great little clip about Wijnaldum. Basically, Wijnaldum's obviously the last key player who hasn't signed an extension at Liverpool, and there's talk that all parties are comfortable with him potentially leaving mm. um, as, as early as this summer, if not as a free agent in 2021, um, which caused a little bit of I don't know, uproar, I suppose, when, when that yeah. first happened. Yeah, I think... Um, I think a lot of Liverpool fans, I, I, he's one of the best midfielders in the world, and so it, it seems a bit confusing, even though he's 29, um, it seems a bit confusing that Liverpool will be in a position where they're comfortable with letting him go at this stage of his career. You know, he, he's, he's, he's class and, and he, he's, putting, he's probably in the best vein of form he's ever been for Liverpool. And you know, obviously, you know, we only paid twenty five million for him a few years ago, and you know, he's he's more than paid that back for us. You'd probably be able to easily, you know, break even at least, but you'd probably say he's worth still, you know, in the forty, fifty million mark. Now, whether or not the the short contract makes a difference, that price tag, you know, all these factors come into it. Um, but yeah, for me, you know, he's a player that Liverpool should be keeping hold of and should be tying down. But the only re the only thing I could think of, and I said this on the news show the other day. The you know, is that are they looking at potentially if, if they've got the likes of Minamino coming in and they make you know they've got other midfield targets, they've still got the likes of Cape and Oxlade Chamberlain. Do they see him as a player that right now they can still make a profit on, and that might be something that that is a factor coming into the idea of potentially selling him? I don't. So yeah, absolutely brilliant show available on the RedmenTV.com. First month is free. After that, it is five pounds a month. If you sign up, you get that first month. You get about thirty hours of Liverpool content between now and the end of your trial period. And as I say, it's just five pounds a month thereafter. Uh, I also spoke to Flav from the Fighting Cock podcast. People might know him from Ball Street. Um, he does the Fighting Cock. He's a, he's a massive Tottenham Hotspur fan. Fan. We had a thirty-minute show over on the RedmenTV.com. Here's a little clip giving his thoughts on this game. Mourinho, you mentioned yourself a little bit earlier on, he's had that little bit of a dip, I mean, it's only a couple of wins, a couple of losses and probably a draw or something, obviously midweek. Um, what tactically is he doing different and, you know, obviously you're not going to have Harry Kane available. What can we expect to see from Tottenham in this game? Um, you can expect to see us try and um, uh, crush the flow of the game. Mm-hmm. Um we will be playing direct football. I'd imagine if, if anything, if the last few weeks is anything to go by, um, we don't have a midfield. So Sissoko's injured. Uh, Winks probably will be fit. Uh, and Dombele is injured. Um, mm-hmm. So it'd be a midfield of Winks and Dyer. But as the style of play that Jose's put out so far is that he doesn't trust these midfields to do any decent work on the ball. So he plays it direct to Kane or for Ali and Lucas Moura to run into space. So uh, the other the issue is our, our defence as well. Vertonghen is... Um, is he still playing left back? Ra- Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. He plays he, the first four or five games. Mourinho played a, a sort of hybrid back three, back four, where... Ben Davies or Jan Vertonghen was playing at, as a essentially the left back would just sit. It wouldn't go forward mm-hmm. and he'd form three man defence when Serge Aurier went took up the right wing. Um, and so he was he was playing kind of a hybrid role between a left back and the centre back of a back three. Yeah. Uh, and when he played that, he was fine. Um, but when the left backs, when it's a flat back four and they need mobility, Jan Vertonghen's. Um, He's looking old, man. He's just he's just looking old. His legs, you can see what his brain wants him to do. He's making the right movements. He's looking where the ball wants to go. You've seen him do it over and over again throughout his career at Tottenham, but now wings are catching him. You know, Mane, Salah, if Salah plays on the right, which he does, right, he, um, he'll have a field day uh, closing down on yeah, Jan Vertonghen. So <clears throat> um, I would expect it to be direct. I'd expect it to, to us to be up for it. Um, but it's just going to take him longer than seven weeks in order for us, you know, next year we'd be looking to go into this game thinking, yeah, we've got a chance. But in this one, it's just everything's so up in the air at the moment. Players are not playing well. And um, the system isn't quite right, although the results have improved than they, than they did under Pochettino. It's going to be it's going to be tricky when you're playing essentially the best team in the world. So we'll go back into it then. Um, James, uh, we're going to do preferred 11s next. I'm just going to, just going to, f- for completeness sake, uh, the update on the injuries. Shakiri is apparently 50% okay. to start to play. Matip's around 50% to play. Uh, Lovren, 25%. Fabinho, Keita and Milner are out, according to InjuryRoom.com, which is normally pretty good yeah. to be fair to and probably one of the best resources for this type of thing. Um, the quotes are all come from like the second of January, and that's yeah. when they last updated it. So, what would your preferred eleven be going into this game? The whole eleven. Yeah, fuck it. Well, Allison in goal, obviously standard. Robertson, Trent, uh, Gomez, Van Dijk. Because didn't you say Matip and Lovren were out? So then in the midfield, see, I, it's my choosing these elevens because, like you said before, I, I can't just trust with what Klopp's going to go with. Do you it's know what your I mean? Well, as games. you said, it's my preferred eleven. So I go with Henderson and Wijnaldum as like the two whole midfielders. Yeah, like like pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Left hit, right hit, right there, holding it. And then you've got what the would chest. You throw that in the middle. Which? <laughs> I don't even know what I throw that in the middle, you know. The middle of the chest. Um, oh, fuck it. Let's give Minamino a go. If we're talking about my preferred 11, I want to see Minamino play. And I think if he scores against Jose Mourinho, that'd just be funny, wouldn't it? Uh, this, this, uh, Ox, fuck it. Change. Substitution Ox already, yeah, Oof. for Minamino, and then the front three Mane, Firmino, Salah. 
How do I follow that? Um, I think I'll go with Lalana. I think I'll go with the same team. But I'll Not happy with, with sloppy seconds, mate, no. No, no, I don't, I don't want to take. Um, no, I don't want to take that. I respect that, you know. I no, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Wijnaldum, Henderson, and Lallana in midfield. I just think I think Lallana. I think if he, you know, if he shows up and he is what we know he can be, I think he can be really important for us in this game in terms of winning possession back um, and and turning, you know controlling the midfield in particular. I think, um, you know, Henderson, this, this is a big game for Jordan Henderson for me because he's been playing so well. And again, getting hold of that midfield battle, it's the key to any game, but I think in particularly in a game with Mourinho where he's going to want to sit deep a little bit, having the likes of Henderson and Wijnaldum on the ball a lot, and then you've got Lallana who's a little bit more creative. I think that'd be a good midfield three for us. Yeah, I, listen, I think I'm, I'm kind of torn between those. Um, is there anything that you'd do slightly differently? I yeah, it's hard. <laughs> They're my two options. I'm, I'm tempted to throw Curtis Jones in. Um, just why not? But I think if I had to make a decision, I think I would go Chamberlain. Um, just because I think we can get at Tottenham, and I think it's going to be a more offensive game. I actually don't think I, I would actually trust Henderson and Wijnaldum to be able to have the legs on their midfield anyway. Um, so I think I would go Chamberlain just as a more offensive weapon. I think he's more likely to to, to create something or, or to score than than Lallana is, who's more. He's turned from that creative player more into like a workhorse at Milan at the mm. moment, isn't he? He's, he's very much. I, I wouldn't again. I wouldn't be adverse to the Lallana player. I think I would just go Chamberlain just because I wouldn't be surprised if he if he popped up with a goal from the edge of the box or something like that. But against Tottenham as well, isn't it? He hates Tottenham, doesn't he? So you know, split, we're splitting hairs a little bit, and I don't think it's a massive thing. But I think I think the manager will go Chamberlain as well. If so, so like I think you've gone Chamberlain, you've gone Lallana. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for a preferred. Now I'm gonna go Minamino. And I, I take it you use it for four three three. Yeah, 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 yeah makes sense. I, I, I'm going to go four two three one. And you I'm, love that formation. I fucking always have done. Yeah, and we never, we never play it. Like, I know. <laughs> but we do. We played it like occasionally four times in the last couple of months or something. Get shocking. Well, it's where it's when we don't have a lot of training time. Yeah, he just goes, he, he goes back to that. Um, and I think it's when the, there's just a lot more running. I think for the the, the three in midfield, if it's a four three three. So I, I I have a sneaky suspicion. It probably won't be that, mm-hmm. but I would like it to be that again. Uh, I'd throw Minamino in the 10 and let him and Firmino just go, we need to work a relationship out with you two. Who's playing the 9, who's playing the 10 at whatever point during the game, I don't mind. Box but I want to see this at some point during the game and have this like proper fluid from four. I reckon it'll be like fucking amazing or something. So I, I, yeah, I'm into that. One question before we move on to the rival fixtures and the score predictions and stuff. It, it, I think it's quite pertinent and... I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna set the scene slightly. Uh, I'll come to you first on this, actually, Ben, because you were talking about it earlier on. Is that like you mentioned Fabinho's name and you mentioned the midfield three and stuff? Now, let's say everybody's fit, <coughs> right? Does Fabinho come back in yeah. to the side straight away? Yeah, that, yeah. that quick, that easy yeah, for you? Yeah, okay. I just think he's an absolute. I think he's like another Van Dyke. I think he's just a colossus. I think he, as good as Jordan Anderson's been. I think Fabinho is a cut above. I think he's fantastic. I think he comes straight back in. Anyone with a different opinion to that? No, no. I, I, no. I, I think he's. I think he's one of the first names on the sheet. I think he's. He, there's very few players in our team. I think are guaranteed starters. Well, I say that there's not. There's loads of them. Um, <laughs> and he's one of them now. I think it was always the goalie Van Dijk, your full-backs to have earned that role, and your front three, and then the midfield kind of there was no one. It was a, just a, a mix of whichever three club fans you. I think. Before the injury, I think Fabinho was playing at such a high level. And to be fair, listen, Henderson's been brilliant there. And we've won loads of games, we haven't let no goals in. So it's, it's 
it's it's it's it's counterintuitive maybe to say it. I think more of that might be maybe actually to do with Joe Gomez um, than it is with Henderson. Um, I, I'm really surprised that not not what no one else has got a different opinion there. No, it makes I I I think that just shows how I mean, maybe I don't want to speak for the lads how highly we rate Ray Fabinho. Like I think he's. I think he's the best defensive midfielder in the world. Mm-hmm. So if you've got the best defensive midfielder in the world, I think you should just pick the best defensive midfielder in the world. I don't think it's anything too... I don't think that's a, a slight on Henderson, who, even when he was playing ahead of Fabinho, was still having a fantastic season. So I, I don't think... I actually think our best midfield at the moment is Fabinho, Henderson, Wijnaldum. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, would never have, I would never have said that at the beginning of the season, that, that that's how it's going to pan out. But I think if, if, if you know, it was a game, a final with my life on the line or something... I think that would be the team. I think that's the best midfield. I just wonder whether... I don't see that we're rushing him back for a start. No, yeah, I know I that mean, wasn't the question. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah, recognise yeah. that. I would have... I don't know whether I'm just saying this now because you've all said no. I probably am, to be honest <laughs> with you. I probably do just agree with you. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know if I'd, I'd have jumped to the conclusion so quickly. I think I maybe would consider it and think, well, actually, you know, if everybody's fit, I wonder whether... The move is more towards can you get an ox, can you get a kiter in there? I don't want to drop Henderson. I don't want to drop Wine Album, but then equally, I want for I've come, what, basically what I've done is I've come to the same yeah, conclusion. Exactly. It is, it is, you, 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 you want to have more than eleven men in our team, don't you, Chris? Yeah, they pretty much. One, one it's hard because you know Naby Kiter before he got injured was was playing unbelievably well as well, and it, it, again it's an injury that's curtailed him, which is unfortunate. Why I think Fabinho's better than Henderson, the main reason I like him is that he's really good at holding a line, but high up the pitch. Like when you talk about. Henderson's been doing that, don't pinning them in. Yeah, Henderson Henderson is, but I think Fabinho's better at it. I understand what he's saying. Henderson is his boss, and and the performance that. The performances that he's been putting in over the past couple of years is 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 a top level. You know what I mean? It's mad how much he's improved. But you can just tell Fabinho from the second he came in, you can just tell he's a world class player. And now he's proven that he's actually one of the best in the world, if not the best, in 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 the position that he does. So I I I think it's Fabinho every day. I think he's the first name in that midfield. And then whoever you put next to him is just whoever you put next to him. To I think what you have gained from this spell though is is a, a knowledge of actually what Jordan Henderson is capable of because obviously the reason we bought Fabinho is because Henderson was doing okay in that number six role but he wasn't doing brilliantly and now for whatever reason he's been able to step up probably not to the same level as Fabinho but he's definitely stepped up his level in playing in that role since the last time we saw him there so what you've got now is a player who you know he's an option again you know if you want if Klopp wants to play a four two three one with with Fabinho and Henderson as the sitting two I've got no worries with that. If, in, if as we get towards the end of the season, he wants to do a little bit rotating, you know, if, if Fabinho has, a, a, you know, picks up a couple of knocks, or you know, we've got games coming up in the Champions League, and you want to rest in the Premier League and things like that, you can just drop Henderson into the six, and nobody's going to bat an eyelid. It's kind of like how we had that spell of Adrian at the beginning of the season mm. instead of Allison, and now whenever Adrian's going to come in for the cup, we're just going to go yep, sound, and we we know that we've got another great backup option now for Fabinho in midfield so you know look Fabinho at the at, when he when he did pick up the injury we were, we were a bit like you know worried about how we were going to deal with it but actually we we definitely gained some positive stuff I think out you could actually it. say the same about centre half as well like, yeah, yeah. I was all. I mean, Joel Matip was playing as well as anyone. He was, you know, probably player of the month at some stage, wasn't he? I think. I thought. Well. I thought the the last three months of last season, the first three months of this season, he was playing better than. He was. Van he was playing at a, mm. at least at least the high, a higher level. But now, Gomez has come in and after the the shaky start, like I said on, on previous shows, we've kind of got to a point now where he's he's had that run where he's settled himself in and now he's back in. 
and it would be really, it's going to be really harsh on someone. Joe Mathis going to be fifth, and Joe Gomez is going to be a hundred percent fifth. <laughs> Klopp's going to say, "Want to use as my my starter?" My inkling is that he's going to stick with what he's got because yeah. I think that's what he always wanted yeah. anyway. But then that's, I mean, Joe Mathis again, like Ben said, if the manager decides, you know, an injury or, or I need to make a change. And there's John Matip in. I don't think anyone bats an eyelid. Oh, yeah, I was hard. John I, would, I wouldn't really bat an eyelid if Lovren came in anymore. Like, Lovren's it, boss, lad. He's sound. <laughs> Lovren's sick. Like, you know, <laughs> like, 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 all of our players put in an effort when they play. You can you can kind of trust them more. Even like Lovren, like, you wouldn't have been able to trust them a few years ago, like 100% where it is now. I just think he's very solid. I think he even fucked up in a game against Tottenham at one point and it was a really poor game. But I wouldn't even look back at that because he's just a completely different player. Like. I think it was this game last season, albeit it was Wembley, not this ground, when I thought we saw how good Joe Gomez was. Mm. It was the 2 1 game, wasn't it? They scored very, very late on. And Gomez was just. Unbelievable! Him and Van Dijk together. It was the it was early on in the season, and I think we we started like in a big game. They've done it, you know. They, we we done well defensively against a few teams, and then. But something you can hang your hat on when you play the top play side. Big side, yeah. That team, who, who, I think they beat us. Did they batter us the season before? Yeah, it was like the, the four 0 or four one, whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah, the four one game, and then we went there, and they were absolutely superb. And and Gomez has probably been our best player over the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. I think again, he's been outstanding and. What he gives you that Matip doesn't, and what might be good in this game is that will Klopp want to go high line again? Because uh, I imagine he might stick on up front, and then the more is going to be around, so they've got pace. But you don't have to like shit your pants at that if we do that, because his his pace should allow you to. And Van Dijk's just in yeah, fast. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's just, he's you can don't have to worry about him. I, I still don't think we've seen him sprint hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, it's been once or twice. I mean, it's almost a slide the other day. I haven't seen that ever, and he, he was pretty good at that one. So I think that's that that amazes me because. He very rarely uses a slide tackle, and yet he's brilliant at it. I think it's like, stuff if, like if I don't dirty. practice stuff, I get shit at it really quickly. <laughs> don't think he likes getting dirty. Yeah, I, think I, think I, think, I think he's far too cool to get dirty on him. I, what, the, what those two allow you to do that Matt Tipper doesn't is that you can do either. You can sit deep and sound, or you can go really, really, really high line. And so I think the Gomez is in it. would be interesting. What, what, um, I think Mourinho's secret weapon is Son, isn't it? Mm. Whatever their game plan is, it's going to revolve around Son and Deli Ali. I think that could be crucial. Gomez covering the, the the space if Trent does go. I think that's probably where the gate. That's that's Tottenham's game plan, isn't it? Get him in that channel. So if it, and so Gomez is going to need to play well, I think, because that's going to be. I imagine four, three or four times he's going to be up there isolated against Son, and he's got to win that battle. And I th- yeah. you, you'd back him too, wouldn't you? Yeah, I would right now. And then all right, then we'll talk a little bit about rival fixtures. Uh, we'll just quickly speed through this. Um, His rival fixtures. Well, yeah, that, that's we haven't got any really. <laughs> that's the, what I was thinking. The only rival fixture we've got, actually looking at the full fixture list, is uh, Tottenham v Liverpool. And that's because they are literally our rivals in this game. Yes. Um, other than that, I have jotted down a few a few teams. I've, I've even included Everton because I feel a little bit sorry for them, to they be honest. Rival. Like, yeah, in a, in what, a, in a, what competition in? Yeah. Well, just, just in the, in I mean, it was definitely yeah, not the cup. <laughs> exactly, because we... Yeah, I don't know. Go on. Palace-Arsenal, who wins? Palace. Arsenal, Palace. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I think I, I think I may have cut it there. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, why not? Okay. Uh, until until I see Michal Arteta take Arsenal on the road, and for them not to be a massive gang of wimps, then I'm going to presume that Arsenal are a massive <laughs> gang choice. of wimps. On the... <laughs> Great choice. Of words. I, I had four words in my head, and you can use three. <laughs> <other ones. laughs> I could I could see the comment section lighting up, so I'll go with wimps. Wimps, I love that. Yeah, wimps. Um, okay. Wet lettuces. Wet lettuce. Wet lettuce. Wet lettuce. <laughs> love that. Um, Chelsea, Burnley, James. Burnley. Wow. 
Why not? Go ahead, go ahead. Why? Have that look now, because why not? Did you know what I mean? Nah, the, even Chelsea, they haven't been. They, they haven't been, been rubbish at home. That's what I mean. They haven't, they they haven't been pretty great. poo this season. Though. No, they have, but or, but you know anything can happen on any given Chelsea day in the Premier League. Ru- Chelsea are poor at home, but yeah. I mean, it's Chelsea and it's Arsenal, by the way. Mm. Okay. Um, um, Everton, Brighton. <sighs> Who cares? That's a, who's a, that's a tough one. I think Brighton are a good side. Close, um, you know? I'll sit on the fence and say a draw. Nobody ever predicts draws on this. I just yeah. realised, no, like, we do five or six rival fixtures every week, and no one ever predicts a draw. Well, I think I think you'll get a bit more. I think you will get a slight response out of Everton, but Brighton are a good team, so I don't know if Brighton will show. Who's their win. manager? Graham Potter. Well done. Um, Leicester Southampton. Yes. I'll take this one. Leicester all day. Yeah. It was nine 0 last time, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a reason. You haven't got out on a limb. No, I haven't. Uh, Manchester United uh, play bottom of the table. Norwich City. Oh, oh my God, Norwich are winning this. No, United. No, Norwich are winning this, boys. Honestly, Norwich are no, bad. Ben, listen to me. <laughs> no, Norwich are bad, but Man United, trust me, this is just going to be one of them days Norwich are going to turn out to be class. Like, do you remember when they had like nine of the 11 starting players injured for City and still beat them? It's going to be one of them. And it's not even going to be as good as that, but it's going to be one of them, though. Okay, and he doesn't do it, but so maybe. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> Manchester City away at Villa Park on Sunday afternoon, 4.30. Um, go on, Ben. Who wins this one? Manchester City win this one. Steve? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can't even joke about Villa. it. <laughs> I can't even joke about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and a big congratulations, of course, from me, uh, but more importantly, from James to Sadio Mane. He was becoming the African Player of the Year. What do you think about that one? I, I mean, it was rightly, rightly so. You if he's know the best I mean. player in the world. Like, well, if he's the best player in the world, then he's obviously going to get the best player in Africa, do you know what I mean? But uh, even Salah getting second, though. Two Liverpool players getting the top two, can't complain. And there's some competition in Africa. You've got Kula Bali, who could have even had a show. Riyad Mahrez, who obviously won the AFCON. So the fact he's got out and won, I think it just shows how good he is as, a, as an individual player and also an inspiration to other players as well in Africa. That. I think he might be the second best player in the world at the minute. I'm I a bit to there. ask this, but is it after Messi? Imagine I said no. Do you remember last time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Leo, yeah. yes, is one. Yeah. Don't stop phoning me, Catalan people. I know the Spanish for mother. <laughs> I know what it is. Stop phoning me. Is it puta matter? It's very similar to that. Yeah. Nice. Um, I once saw a church going lady in the stands. Um, what, what game was it? We went to see Zaragoza against Deportivo. And it was a Sunday, and he said, Oh, do you want to go in the North Stand or the South? And we're like, What's the difference? And we're like, Sun or no sun? And we're like, Ah, oh, sun. Bad idea. <laughs> Bad idea. It was fucking in the sun. Anyway, this church lady was was conducting the entire crowd in a full Sunday get up. And I mean, like, Sunday best. And she's there, like, that fucking right. <laughs> all kinds, like, giving them absolute shit. It was glorious. I don't know why I'm talking about that, but yeah. That's what the Messi fans did to me. So, yes, Messi is the best player in the world. And then I think it's Van Dyke and Salah arguing for about number two in the moment at the moment. So I don't think he was. I don't think he's that far off. I think, I think uh, when people like looked at my thing, I think a lot of people just excludes of Messi and just kind of thought, yeah, like like especially now with Mane performing like at a very high level, they just kind of forget about Messi, just kind of leave him in his own category and then put Mane at the top above everyone else. I think that's how a lot of people look at it now with the way he's performing. I think you were. Two years ahead of everybody else. Yeah. I mean, so, no, I know I was two years ahead of everybody else, but obviously I don't want to sound like a cocky prick on the show. <laughs> so standard. Yeah, you didn't come across. Yeah, you're on it. Like that. That was like humble and respectful. Us vi- oh, yeah, that was dead humble. That one. Us visionaries. Don't like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you, you've got a normal person like everybody else <laughs> who can predict the future. But anyway. <laughs> 
Let me know your thoughts on that. Let me know your thoughts on the Fabinho, um, Jordan Henderson discussion that we've just had as well. Does anyone actually think Jordan Henderson deserves to keep that role in the number six if everybody's fit? Uh, don't forget to check out um, the rest of the channel. We'll be there. Me and Paul are going down to this game. I can't wait for it. But most importantly, like this. Subscribe to Redmen TV on YouTube. And we will see you for the Start 11 show tomorrow.